Rails version 3.2 has been released, and there's a great post on the official blog explaining some of the changes. Uh, most significantly, there's the uh, faster development mode thanks to only reloading the files which have changed since the last request. And also there's an entirely new routing engine called Journey, which is much faster as well. So in this episode, I'll show you how to upgrade from a Rails 3.1 app and also cover some of the other new features. So to upgrade an existing Rails 3.1 app to Rails 3.2, go into the gem file of your Rails application and change that Rails version number here to Rails 3.2.0. And you'll also need to update the versions in your assets gem group here as well. Uh, SAS Rails should be 3.2.3, and the uh, Coffee Rails should be 3.2.1. And you may also want to specify the Uglifier version number to be greater than or equal to 103, because that's what's generated by default when you make a new 3.2 application. And then next, run the bundle update command to update to that latest version. There are some additional environment configuration you may want to set to match what is generated in a new Rails 3.2 app. To do this, go into your development config file, and at the bottom there, I'll just paste in a couple of configuration lines uh, one for setting mass assignment sanitizer to strict, which will basically raise an exception if the mass assignment uh, goes against the protection, which is really a good thing to do so that it helps debug those situations. Another thing this does is set the auto-explain threshold to a half a second. So this means it's going to, uh, if a database query takes longer than a half a second to process, it's automatically going to run an explain query on it and output the results to the log. That's a really nice new feature. Now you may also want to copy this uh, mass assignment option into the test environment as well to match what is generated. Uh, and also this allow debugging option, if you have that for the assets, you can just remove that. Uh, that's no longer generated by default either. All right, now that our application is upgraded to Rails 3.2, let me show you some of the cool new features in the console here. Now I've already mentioned that it will automatically run explain on long database queries, but you can trigger that uh, manually here in the console by just calling explain on an active record query. And uh, let me print out that output so it's a little bit cleaner. So that basically explains that query. Not very interesting on a simple query like this, but really useful for complex join queries. Now if there's a place in your application where you know it's a slow query and you don't want it to generate an explain query every time, you can run this method called active record base dot silence auto explain, and then pass in a block here and then do whatever uh, query you want here. And then that inside of there will not generate an auto explain query if it's uh, longer than half a second or whatever you set it to. Now another feature I'm really excited to see is the uh, pluck method. And this is allows you to pass in a column name, and that will actually just return all the values for that given column for all the matching records. So in this case, it just does a select on that given column. And you could do this for any of the columns, and I'll just grab all those values and toss them into an array. A really convenient way to access just a given column. On a similar note, if you're using the uh, select clause to uh, limit which columns are returned, there's a unique method that you can call on this as well, and that'll basically uh, return one product for each unique name. So that means it's going to add that distinct clause onto the SQL query for doing so. And there's another new feature which is designed to work with a where clause. So I'll say where name is foo, and uh, there's a method called first or create, and there's an optional bang you can pass to it to raise exceptions on validation errors. So this will work similar to find or create by name, but it's just using a where clause here, which you can see here it created a product based on that given name because no product was found. But if we run it again, it's not going to create a product because that product exists with that name. 
Now what's neat about this approach is you can pass some additional attributes to the create call here, such as prices five, and so that way any newly created records will inherit these attributes, but it won't be taken into effect when it's looking for that given product. One more thing I want to show you in the console here is this new method you can call on a string called safe constantize. And this basically returns that constant if it exists. But the difference is between that and the normal constantize method is if it doesn't exist, it's going to return nil instead of raising an exception like the normal constantize call would do. Pretty cool. Next, I want to show you some new options you can pass in when you're generating a migration. So let's say we're generating a new model here called a product variation. And we want this to belong to a product, so we'll have a product ID. And so this is how you normally do it, but you can now pass in a third option here as index, and that will automatically index that column for you, which is likely something you want on a foreign key. Another thing you can do is, uh, let's say we want a name as a string type column. Well, string is now going to be the default, so if you don't pass in, that is now going to just inherit a string by default, so you no longer need to specify the string type. And finally, if you're passing in decimal options, you can uh, pass in specific decimal options like this, and they will take effect in the migration. Now in this uh, Z shell here, it's necessary to quote this so that it doesn't try to modify it in the shell. And so here's what that generated migration looks like. You can see it has our three columns that we specified here. Our product ID automatically has an index down here, automatically added. Our name is default to a string type and decimal has precision and scale options that we passed in through the migration. Really cool. Speaking of generators, uh, when you generate a new Rails application with the Rails new command, uh, you may have some options that you always like to pass in here. Maybe you like a certain database to be set, and maybe no unit test by default, and so on. Well, you can always set these options by default by passing options into the Rails RC file in your home directory. So let me just echo these options into there. And then next time we run Rails new, then it's going to generate that with all those options. And you can see that if I scroll up here that it says it's uh, generated that app using those options in my Rails RC file. Awesome. Now another neat feature is that Active Record comes with a new way to define key value storage. For example, we have our product variation model here, and let's say we have some attributes such as color or size that we don't really want to be separate database columns for each one. It would be nice if we just had a single column we could store maybe a hash of attributes in. Well, you can now pass in a call to store and then the name of a column such as properties. And then you can define accessors for conveniently accessing these given properties such as uh, color and uh, size and whatever other attributes you want. Now I'll still need to generate that properties column, so I'll use uh, this command here to generate the properties column. It's a text-based column and generate that so that way I have a place to uh, store the values and I'll run the migrations to uh, add that column. Now let me show you how this works inside of the console here. First I'll create a new uh, product variation and then when I do so I can assign those attributes just like I would in any other columns or on the database. So assign those and now I can access them just like I would other attributes and I can also access them through the properties uh, hash like I would before if I were just to serialize a hash or something. Now of course because these aren't actual database columns you can't really search by them but it's still a convenient way to manage a hash of attributes. There's one more feature that I would like to show you here and that is tagged logging. 
Now you normally do this in production, but I'm going to set this in my development config file here just to show you how it works. Uh, there's a config option called log tags, which is new in 3.2. And if you can set this to an array of attributes that are actual methods that are going to be called on request. So you can say UUID, which is a new uh, method in Rails 3.2, which is going to return the unique request ID so that you can determine which request this log came from. And so you can add other options here, such as remote IP and any other uh, attributes you want to log about the request. So now when you start up the application and make a request, you can see that anything that's output by the Rails logger is going to be prefixed with the request IDs and the uh, remote IP address or whatever other attributes you choose to uh, tag to the logs. So this becomes really useful in production if you have multiple Rails instances writing to the log at the same time. This way you can separate out which uh, log is associated with which specific request. Now take note that some log entries insert multiple lines such as this started line entry. It's actually going to apply to this line right here. So take note of that when you're parsing through the logs. Well, that's it for this episode on Rails 3.2. A lot of great new features here. I encourage you to try it out. Thanks for watching. In the pro episode this week, I will walk you through each of the middleware that's provided in a Rails app. So this way you get a better understanding of what's going on behind the scenes when a request comes in to your application. To watch that episode and all other pro and revised episodes, just head on over to railscast.com pro and then sign up there for just $9 per month.